What's going on, guys? And welcome to episode seven of Come Hell, Come Fire. Hey, uh, I ain't got any guests on here today, man. So it's just me and the microphone, and uh, I was gonna be talking about some random stuff. Um, don't have much of an agenda on this episode, other than um, got some albums I want to talk about. Um, gonna start to show off last weekend. Well, if you haven't noticed, I took a week off and um, just had some things going on, and whatnot. But um, last weekend went to uh, the Duck Room in St. Louis, Missouri and seen Amigo the Devil, which I know y'all have heard me talk about him on this um, amazing singer-songwriter, artist, um, an amazing guy. The show was killer. I'm going to get into that. Um, but uh, yeah, so went there and checked the show out. Um, before that, like I said, we were in St. Louis, Missouri and... Um, Went over to a restaurant called Rock and Brews, and um, it is owned by Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley Kiss. So, you can imagine my excitement of going to this restaurant that I've heard about. Um, if you don't know about it, it's Kiss themed, but then again, it is uh, just rock and roll themed all together. Um, the food was killer, the atmosphere obviously was super cool. Um, I don't think I've ever been to a restaurant where I've had a manager come out and ask me what I want to hear or see on the TV as far as music videos go. And of course, being the huge Kiss fan I am, um, I requested some Kiss. They had like over 40,000 songs and videos that they could play from. He put on like four or five Kiss songs. Um, so got to enjoy that. Um, that Kiss pinball machine that they had opened up. And I love pinball. So I got to play some uh, Kiss Pinball for free, which was super cool. Got some really cool pictures. I had posted them on the Facebook page um, of the restaurant. Uh, just a cool place, man. And I can only imagine what the atmosphere is like when Kiss is in town. And um, I'm sure that, you know, Gene and Paul obviously stopped by their own restaurant. And um, so anybody's in the St. Louis, Missouri area or if they have one anywhere near them, um, Highly recommend it. Uh, like I said, the food was really good. Atmosphere was great. Um, couldn't have been more pleased with the experience. I, and, uh, I get a chance, I'll definitely be going back. But So we went over, we did that, and then uh, went downtown St. Louis and um, went to a place called The Duck Room. And um, actually, I think it's, I, think, I believe this place was called Blueberry Hill. It's owned by Chuck Berry. Um, restaurant bar type thing downstairs called the duck room and it really was no bigger than uh, I don't know man maybe smaller than a VFW hall really and um, first uh, act was I think called C for cadaver um, or C is for cadaver something like that just to do with an acoustic man um, this is the first type folky type show I've ever been to and he played, and he was pretty good. And then um, a band called Harley Poe, which I, I, I've been thinking of the words to try to describe this group um, without any offending anyone or anything like that, like because they were really good. But they were very unique to anything that I'd ever seen it before. Um, if somewhere in the Deep South had a musical baby, it may be Harley Poe. Harley Poe, uh, had a chick on washboards, uh, there was a banjo, there was a little small bass, I don't even know what kind of bass that was, just, it was just really weird, but they played like this punk, 
folk. I don't know, man. So anybody gets a chance, just check out Harley Poe. Harley Poe. Um, I, like I said, and it was, it wasn't that it was good. It wasn't good because it was really good. Uh, it was really enjoyable. I, uh, I do like them live more than I do like um, them on disc because uh, I did check them out. But uh, very unique, very very cool when you've never really seen anything like that. Um, but I was impressed. And then, you know, while we were waiting on, I guess when we got there, before any of the bands started, we had chatted up with um, Amigo the Devil, which his name is Danny. Um, his merchandise lady, which happens to be like a, a significant other, super cool, um, talked about, you know, Danny being with Oracle Management, which is Devs from Devil Drivers Management Group. Um, how what just what really wasn't the right fit. Um, so how they parted ways. Uh, talked about Amigo the Devil being on Domination Fest with all these super heavy bands, and and you know just to wrap my head around a man that can get up there with an acoustic guitar or a banjo, and perform to all the people that's going to be at something like this. And to be able to entertain, I'm like, man, can somebody really sustain that? Because I've never been to a folk style show. So, um, you know, I, it's just in my head, I'm questioning, I'm like, man, can you really do this? And then, so we got to hang out with her and then Danny come out. And I had mentioned that I uh, had put his newest album on my best of 2018. Um, you know, he really thanked me for the sport. Uh, asked me about the name of the podcast, so he's going to check it out. If he did, I don't know. You know, it'd be hard to tell. Uh, that'd be really super cool if he did. Um, just got to talk a little bit, man, and and uh, got my picture with him. I, like I said, I had that all on the Facebook thing. Just super nice guy, man, down to earth. Uh, it, it was really cool to see an act like that uh, be interested in the very opening band, um, the locals. Uh you know, that's that's what bands like that should do. Because uh, you never know who you're going to discover out there, especially when you're on tour, you know. But uh, as soon as uh, C is for Cadaver came on, he's like, hey, man, I want to check these guys out. And he did, and he stayed. I pretty much, you know, checked, watched him check out the whole set. And I just, I just had a lot of respect for something like that. But um, I just seemed like a real super appreciative guy. Um, if you guys don't know Amigo the Devil, like, I mean, if, anybody that knows me personally knows I'm into like really heavy shit and um and then 80s rock and stuff like that but um just a, a style that I, I just never dove into um is the dark folk but um man something about Amigo the Devil has just caught me I caught the buff caught the bug for this guy um uh, both of his albums are great um you know it's very into serial killer type stuff and and uh, he could tell a story like no other, you know. Uh, one thing I guess him and his girlfriend and I spoke about um, is the fact that Johnny Cash's uh, son has really taken a liking to him and stuff. And that, that's a big honor, man. I mean, when your dad's Johnny Cash and, and uh, you're comparing something someone does to what your dad had done, to, you know, what Johnny Cash has done, that's, that's pretty big, man. And, uh, I mean, what an honor that's got to be, you know. But, uh, yeah, Amigo the Devil, um, check him out, man. It's just a killer show. He came on, and to see a guy up there um, perform just with an acoustic and a banjo and entertain a crowd like he did, um, the dude's voice is amazing. And, I mean, he could probably be in a really heavy band um, because when he'd get into it, man, his, the growl that he had um, was just over the top, you know. And I'm like, this dude could totally be in a, in a heavy band. 
And uh, you can tell he's into metal. I mean, he's he's a metal head. He just happens to play dark folk. And uh, so got some merch, man. Got some swag off of him. And uh, just really enjoyed the show. Got to talk to him for a few minutes after the show. Um, really great guy. Check him out. Show this dude support. Uh, buy his merch. If you're into dark things, serial killers and... and uh, Stuff like that, I guess you could say. Uh, his merch is right up your alley. Um, it, I got a shirt that was super cool. Um, two shirts, actually. Some stickers and, and whatnot. But uh, so that was our weekend last weekend. And, uh, you know, I really enjoyed my time in downtown St. Louis. Uh, great atmosphere. Um, both places we went to um, had a lot of fun. So I took the week off um, just to recollect myself. Didn't really have a guest for today's show. Um, wondering, man, can I do this by myself? Um, it's been a while since I've done an episode when it's just me. And, and just trying to gather things up to talk about. Not that um, I can't find enough stuff to talk about. But, you know, it's a little different when you're not kind of doing an interview type situation. And um, I was talking to uh, Danny's girlfriend. And she's saying, you know, when they come to Chicago, Illinois... Or anybody anywhere around where I'm living, I need to reach out because more than likely to do an interview with me. And uh, something I should have done um, for myself or you guys um, is reached out to his camp and tried to get him on the show. A little nervous to do it, man. I mean, it's you know, still a little green at the whole interview thing and and trying to do better at it. Um, I thought I had a pretty decent interview last week with the boys in another fable. Um, it's been so far been the highest listened to show. So shout out to those guys and, uh, really, you know, appreciate them guys coming on. Um, hope everybody enjoyed the interview. Hope they enjoyed the music. Um, I hope they got some love from you guys. Um, we're on Facebook page, liked them, uh, keep an eye out for them. But, uh, so, so I think I'm going to start reaching out to, um, bigger musicians, um, labels, things like that, and uh, really try to ramp this up, man. I want to become better at it. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do, so it's kind of one of those things about, you know, having the guts to do something like, these people are just people, and um, my good friend Pete, you know, he keeps telling me, you know, hey, they're either going to say no, or, you know, that's the worst they're going to say is no, or they're not going to respond to you, but they're just people, so don't be afraid to ask, you know, and, and uh, he's right. And, uh, so more than likely, uh, I'll be, uh, reaching out here soon to, uh, some, uh, see who we can get on the show and, and, uh, see what happens there. But, uh, a few albums come out this last week. And, uh, so I want to discuss a few of them. Um, we have, uh, Beast Maker dropped a new one forever with the devil um if you're into that stoner doom stuff psychedelic type deal um this is definitely up your alley the first album was super cool so when i seen this drop man i i checked it out um you get what you get with beast maker um like i said there's stoner doom uh, a lot of fuzz going on uh it's pretty much everything that i'm into give it a listen um you know there's when it comes to heavy metal it's really hard to define what's heavy metal and what's not and how genres that you want to put it in but um there's a band called insight right now that's out and um you know they are flying the flag for what i consider 
heavy metal. Um, it's groove. Uh, yeah, their influences shine through, but that's okay. Um, they dropped an album this week called Built to Destroy. Um, seen them a year or so back, opened up for Crowbar. I've seen them a couple times. Uh, lead singer, his family is the Cavaleras from Soulfly, but I've seen a few years back, a few years back with Crowbar. And uh, the whole band, I took my kids, the whole band treated uh, my kids like royalty, super nice dudes, hungry um, for and passionate about heavy metal. And uh, their new album, Built to Destroy, is a true heavy metal album. Um, so if you're looking for something to bang your head to, um, give them a listen. I mean, it's not so over the top, um, blast beats and stuff like that. I mean, it's got some of that in there, I guess, but... Um, it's just a good heavy metal album. So I wanted to bring them up, um, and talk about them for a minute. They're called insight. Album is built to destroy. Check it out. Um, and the kiss, um, released another greatest hits album called kiss world. Best of kiss. Um, track listing is, it's a good one. Um, it does span pretty much their whole career. Um, all the way from the early to the more polished seven, you know, late seventies stuff into, you know, early eighties into the deep eighties, nineties, you know, on and on and on and on. But, um, great songs I'm, throughout the whole thing. Um, really couldn't ask for much of a better, um, greatest hits album from them. If I just want to put on something and listen to something that spans their career this is definitely this is definitely good so all you kiss fans out there kiss has another greatest hits album um check it out man i mean i definitely did um so yeah I, you know i don't know those are the albums that dropped this week um that i wanted to discuss so you got beast maker insight and then the new kiss um i want to kind of discuss a little bit of about an album that i recently found from an artist that um, maybe his main band I'm not the biggest fan of, but um, that's Jamie Josta from Hatebreed. And he does solo um, band, it's called Josta. Well, he has an album that came out in 2017 called The Lost Chapters. And I'm like, you know, I didn't know, man. I really do look up to him in the respects of podcasting. I, I definitely like Jamie Josta's show. If you're into podcasts about um, heavy music, um, check Jamie's show out. Um, it's cool, man. He, he has all the cool guests, um, everybody I'm into. He's, he's, he's good at podcasting. And I do think he's an ambassador for our community as far as heavy metal goes. Um, but for whatever reason, I just decided, well... I'm going to dive in. I'm going to check uh, this Josta out. I've heard the name. I just never really gave it a chance because I'm not the biggest Hatebreed fan. Um, so it's called Lost Chapters. And uh, it's another one of those albums, man, where it it's heavy metal. It's, um, <clears throat> excuse me. It just obviously has some of the Hatebreed hardcore in it. But I think some of the musicians that he has on it... Um, it's it's a heavy metal album, man. It's really really good. Uh, there's a song called "Parasitic," which might be the maybe like the lead single off of it. I'm not sure, but the vocal line has that head bob, um, and he's he's pretty known for that, I think, in head hate breed. So it's got that you know just that 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 groove, that head bob to the vocal line, and then you know the chorus is real sing along for a Jamie Josta, which I don't know, man. I mean, like maybe some of you hate breed fans out there can tell me. Um, 
you know, is hate breed a lot like that. I mean, I know they're the hardcore thing and, and they have their chance and whatnot, but, um, so the song Parasitic off this album is just crushing, man. It's killer. Um, and he has another one that, um, uh, actually has Howard Jones, the second singer from Kill Switch Engaged, um, on it. And it is called Chasing Demons. Um, so once again, man, from what I've heard of hate breeds, real hate breed style vocals, but then the chorus kicks in, man, and it's classic Howard Jones, very operatic, very kill switch style. This thing is cool that Jamie Joss is going out and doing this type of stuff. Um, I don't think it's because he's bored in hate breed. I don't, I don't think anything. I mean, he's just, like I said, an ambassador for heavy metal. Um, I think he's into producing now. He just did a D Snyder album from Twisted Sister and, at first, I thought, all right, I'm not a Twisted Sister fan whatsoever, but, you know, whatever, what's going to hurt to listen to it? It is killer, man, and, you know, I think he helped, helped write a lot of the music and stuff, and um, I think he's just overall good at what he does, man, so shout out to Jamie Josta uh, for flying the flag, and uh, check out his solo band called, it's just called Josta, uh, the album I'm really into, I think there's two albums, but the one I'm into is called Lost Chapters. Uh, check it out, man. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Remember, you can find me on Facebook um, at Come Hell, Come Fire Show. You can find us on Instagram now and Twitter. Um, you can also go to anchor.fm and you can leave voicemails. Um, you can record messages for me. Now, I can play them on the show. I can listen to them. I can answer you, man. Uh, join in. You know, uh, Let me know you're out there. Somebody hit me up. Give me some questions. Tell me somebody you'd like for me to talk about. Give me an album that you would like for me to review. Um, let me know you're out there. Um, that I think it'd be super fun. Um, let's see. What else do we got going? Oh, the, I, it probably won't be that long of an episode. Just a simple fact that you know, doing this, like I said, on my own is somewhat new, but, um, you know, I, I definitely wanted to touch on some topics this week, but, uh, so this may be one of the last things I talk about. We'll see, but Skid Row released the 30th anniversary deluxe of their very first album this week. Uh, it's remastered. Sounds great. If anybody remembers what the original recordings sound like, for whatever reason, it never really sounded all that great. Um, this is kind of low production, but um, and I'm sure there was probably a lot of money involved in the production of it. But for whatever reason, it just it always to me sounded flat. Um, so going putting this on a stereo uh, this week, man. I mean, it, it does sound really, really good. Like it's finally got some balls behind it. Um, and I'm a huge Skid Row fan. Um, they're one of those bands right up there with, musically, they're not anything what Pantera was, but <clears throat> as a young child, younger, getting more into teenage years, I guess, but, um, you know, there's a few home videos that defined a lot of what I thought the way to kind of be as a musician was, um, defined how my friends and I acted when we started playing in bands and stuff, uh, Pantera home videos will always be forever number one, but... Skid Row had a video out called Oh Sick and You Scream. And, um, man, they were just cool, man. They were just, uh, they were just rock stars, you know. And, and to think back now, Sebastian Bach's only 19 years old when they released that first album. And anybody out there remembers, got hits like Youth Gone Wild, I Remember You, 
18 in life. Um, you know, those are just some of the singles that were on the radio that made them guys huge. So, um, you know, I always really looked up to them and it got me thinking about like, okay, they put this 30th anniversary album out and that's great and all, but all these years, can we get a Skid Row box set? Because this deluxe also has maybe five or six songs live on it. One of them to do a kiss cold gin, but, um, so it has live tracks and it's like, you got this material, <clears throat> you know, they have this material somewhere. Somebody has this snake, Scott, Dave, Sebastian, whoever, give us a box set, redo the home video, uh, release new footage of, of stuff nobody's ever seen. Um, you know, whose fault is it in this band, this, that the originals aren't together? Is it Sebastian's because of his arrogance? I'm pretty sure this plays a huge part in it, but if you look on the other side of the fence, Skid Row has went through like four or five singers. So are they super hard dudes to work with? Like I've seen them both separately. I've never seen them in the original format. Um, I guess I'm just too, too young. Um, but if we can get bands like Guns N' Roses to get back together, um, surely, surely there's gotta be a way. Come on, Eddie Trunk. Surely there's gotta be a way we can get Sebastian back with Skid Row and go out and kick some ass again, man. Because those first two albums, maybe three albums, uh, were amazing. I mean, they were some of the best of their generation, and it, and it wasn't that hair metal crap. I mean, some of it, yes, it was, but it was just dirty, slimy, gutter rock and roll, man. And they could tour with bands like Pantera, or they could go on tour with Guns N' Roses, or they just they just really crossed the borders of of hard rock and heavy metal. And uh, the world needs some Skid Row. I need some original Skid Row in my life. I seen Skid Row I, with Johnny Solinger or whoever have no idea what year it was, um, a theater, Decatur, Illinois, and they rocked, man, it wasn't Sebastian Bach, though, you know, but the band, man, to see Rachel and Scott and Snake, and, you know, it was awesome, and they played a hell of a set list, but then I think that I've seen Sebastian on his own twice, one time he opened up for Poison, um, at Peoria Civic Center, and then I seen him in a little club in Springfield, Illinois, and Matter of fact, that might have been the first time I seen him, and I, I really, the whole ride there, thought, am I getting ready to go see a parody of himself? Is he not going to be what I've seen in the home videos? Um, and man, he just slayed it. Uh, amazing vocals. That's why he will probably forever be my favorite frontman of all time. Swagger, vocal ability like no other. Um... So, so why can't we just get this together? And if we can't get this together, can somebody please give us Skid Row fans of them first few albums, can we get a box set? Can we get some B-sides? Can we get a home video? If there's anything out there that I don't know about, like maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure that I do. But if there is something out there and someone else knows about it, let me know. Because I want to see it. I'm a Skid Row fan. And... You know, with the reuniting of somewhat Guns N' Roses, I guess you could say. And I know Sebastian's friends with like Axel and stuff. And I just really was hoping to see maybe. I mean, can you imagine that? Guns N' Roses puts out a new album, goes back on tour it again, and the original Skid Row opens up for him. How much would those tickets cost us? 
It's already outrageous, but it, it would probably be worth the paying price just to see Sebastian back with those guys. Um, so I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, this is something I really would be interested in, in seeing. Um, you know, so this ain't going to be a very long episode. I just want to put something out there. Um, like I said, you guys can find me again at Facebook um, at Come Hell, Come Fire Show. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the same. Hit me up. Let me know what's going on. Um, you guys got buddies or relatives that play in bands that you want to get their stuff uh, kind of out there a little bit, man. Let me know. Hit me up. Uh, leave me a message on Anchor or uh, drop me a line on Facebook or email me at uh, the Come Hell Come Fire Show dot gmail dot com and. Uh, yeah, man, this is uh, episode seven. Just wanted to uh, talk about a few things that's going on in metal and in hard rock. And as always, this one's for the sick and twisted. Peace.